Hey everyone, it's Crimson. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be going over all the juicy news and updates that Bungie dropped on us this week, from ranking systems to accommodation reworks, uh, Neomuna patrols, and maybe even a little bit of GM talk. And of course, the juiciest news of the week, exotic focusing. So strap in, and let's go for a ride. Light lives in all places and all things. You can block it, even try to trap it, but the light always finds its way because we are forged in light. Let's start tonight with. I just wanted to bring up the the whole talk of Zim Cronus that's kind of going on right now with other first-person shooters like Modern Warfare finding ways to detect Zim in Cronus, the third-party uh, peripherals, and and banning users that are using it. And um, I just kind of kind of wanted to see do do we do we believe Bungie needs to be knocking on their doors and trying to trying to get that tech you know i do i think they should ban those players and they should also go to their houses and take away their consoles and throw them (laughs) (laughs) and lock them up and ground them for a month no video games no i i think they're doing i think they're doing the they're going down the right path um with them introducing Battle Lie last year with Witch Queen and everything, I mean, it was bound to happen. And you know, the, it's it's kind of a double bladed sword because we 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 do have like our YouTubers and streamers that we support and dislike, and that's fine. Everyone has their taste. And the one thing that I've noticed with like YouTubers and streamers is that anytime there's an exploitation, they they blow it up. Everyone has to blow it up. So. If I'm not saying I'm not supporting cheating or anything like that of that kind, but if people on console were exploiting Zim Cronus and using it, yeah, it is definitely a disadvantage for a lot of other players and it should not be used. And if people are caught using it, just like you'd be caught on PC, if you're caught cheating, uh, they, t- they ban your account. Then I think they should do the same with people on console if they're doing that. Um, so I-, I think they're going down the right path. But again, like... It's so here. Here's the other side of the coin: is that these Zims and Cronuses are used for people with disabilities that don't necessarily, they can't necessarily uh, play with with controllers. You know, like they have to make something of their own, and the Zim Cronus is able to detect and put, you know, the inputs that it needs to be onto their console or computer, for that matter. Well, Zim Cronus, I don't know much about Zim Cronus, the device itself. I haven't looked into it or anything like that, but is it something that's used primarily on console or for PC? You can use it either either way. It's literally like it's a program. You you could program it to detect, detect uh, inputs and and translate that input into another input. So like you can... Like uh, with 
let's just go with Elden Ring, right? There's some crazy players out there where they've used the bongos from um, <laughs> from uh, like Donkey Kong. They've used the bongos and, and figured out how to Zim Cronus and change the buttons on it so that when they're bongoing through through Elden Ring, they're bongling. they're doing specific things, you know. <laughs> bongling, dude. Yeah, bongoing. <laughs> I like that term, bongoing. <laughs> No, but and it's tough though because it's such a fine line for. I guess is it Bungie's responsibility? I mean, for their game, they are responsible to have to crack down on hacking and making sure that the game is enjoyable for everyone. Now, you guys, you and Doom are the PvP players. I am not. I, I strictly stick to PvE. That is my bread and butter. So, I could see. I have played against cheaters before. Um, they're easy to spot and it's horrible. It For me, it deters me away from wanting to play PVP. So with that being said, yeah, I do support the fact that they should crack down on cheating. Now, if this is a device that makes cheating more accessible to people for that are using consoles or PCs. Yes. Ban them, you know, bring the hammer down on their asses, but it's also hard because I didn't know that the, that device can be used for good, you know, for people with disabilities and people who need these peripherals to be able to play a game that they want to enjoy. I know Microsoft and Sony have their hardware for people with disabilities, and they're fantastic. I've heard I heard that the Microsoft uh, Pad itself, I don't know if it's called a Pad, but their device, their controller, is awesome. It's a like game changing for people with disabilities. So that's great. Now, do like how much of the responsibility is put onto like Microsoft now too to help people be able to have access to games and all that stuff too. Because if you're taking away a piece of hardware that's going to help people play games, now they're limited. And now you kind of just like squash that, that like player base of your system down. Um, and you're very limit, you're limiting them a lot. So it kind of sucks, and I don't know if those controllers, those peripherals, are expensive or not. I mean, I haven't looked into them. Yeah, same. I don't. I don't know how expensive it is, but again, it's like a case by case situation. Not everybody has the yeah. same same disability, so not everybody can use Microsoft's peripheral. They need to make yeah. their own, you know. And it's 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 just I don't know. It's it's a flip of the coin. Like, sure, I don't like people abusing it for cheating, but the people that actually need it. I want them to be able to use it and not have to worry about of course. getting banned. So it's like, it's extreme one way, extreme another way. And it's, it's a hard, hard line to toe, I think. Yeah, it's, it's tough. And I think Bungie might have to discuss with each gaming console developer, you know, Sony and Microsoft of, of figuring out how can we, how can we weed out the people who are using this and exploiting this hardware and software for wrong over the people who do need it, you know, and are using it correctly because yeah, you don't want to, you know, banish those people who are, who do need it, you know? So yeah, I think they're going to have to look into it a little bit more when it comes to that aspect of it. Yeah. I think it's uh, pretty easy for me, whether or not, they should pay attention to it. it. You know, is it a device that is being used, you know, in a different way than it's, than it was originally intended for? 
yes, I think we can all agree that the sole purpose of this was not to allow players to cheese uh, PvP and, and stuff like that. So I, I definitely think it's something that Bungie needs to pay attention to. And uh, going forward, they need to at least uh, you know address it. And I'd love to see analytics, data, that, that kind of stuff that backs the decision to actually pursue people that are using it illicitly. So I'm, I think that would be... I don't want to just dive in and outright ban people for using it, but definitely should be addressed. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, this is obviously like an ongoing story. So as it develops, we can, we can retouch on it as it goes, but <clears throat> let's, sure. uh, I think, I think we should start getting into the, the thick of it. I, they, uh, released a blog post, uh, Wednesday going over reflecting lightfall. That was the title mm-hmm. of it. Reflecting on lightfall launch and beyond. Um, they kind of went into a lot of different topics on here of how we as a community responded to Lightfall and how they've responded to our response. <laughs> we were picketing at Bungie, dude. Yeah. Burn it down! Yeah, Burn everybody's it down. picketing at the <laughs> Fix it! Fix the game! <laughs> uh, uh, but in the, in the article, they do talk a lot on their ranking system and combination. And I think, I think uh, there's a lot to go on on that. And for me personally, I don't, I don't know that I really like how the rank system works as it is right now. I think it's, it's pretty repetitive and it's not how everybody plays the game. I think their idea of, of how it, it was like half, trying to teach a new light like what they should be doing, which I guess was kind of a decent idea. But then after you get to six, which is what everybody is forever six, um, you're like, what if I want to play another way? Like the only way I'm going to rank is if I do PVE, like I can't do PVP. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, I mean, just like crafting was in the beginning of Witch Queen, there are a lot of flaws. I think the commendation system, to me personally, or not the commendation, but the ranking system personally, I do like it. Now, I do agree with you when it comes to the fact that they are strictly using it as a guide for new lights. And that's fine, because that is one aspect of the game that I think we could all universally agree with, that if you're, even if you're not a new light and you're a veteran player and you left for a couple of years and you come back trying to figure out, all right, what do I do? Like, where do I go? It is a very confusing, convoluted game to kind of get into. And sometimes it's just very, it's just daunting and people get scared and put the game down and never play it again. Um, so having some sort of direction for new lights is great and sort of like a checklist. Um, MMOs are known for doing that. I mean, we've played Final Fantasy. We've played WoW. Um, Final Fantasy has their lore books, their Hunter's book, their grimoires. WoW does as, as well. You know, almost it almost seems like a collector's book and almanac where you can check things off that you've done. Uh, and it's, I guess it is nice to kind of have an area where you could see, okay, what can I achieve next? What, what should I aim for next? Or give players goals to achieve. Uh for players like us who have been around already for a while, 
we've already achieved a lot of these goals. So obviously it doesn't really impact us as much as it would a new player. Um, and I think it's pretty exciting for a new player to have to like run up to the tree and then they get to level up. And most of the time, if they're around like level eights, nines or tens, we're all going to be hounding them, you know, cheering them on. <laughs> so uh, I've only ever seen experienced a person leveling up and they went from three to four. So like I was chasing them around the tower and all that stuff. Like, give me your money. But um <laughs> I think it's cool. I, now the system is it is it perfect? No, I, I it's not. I think it is flawed, uh, and I think they need to lean into other game modes because as as much as I love PVE, it's this community is still also supported with PVP aspects, and I think those should be implemented. And that was missing out of it, or at least have different verbiage to include the PVP aspect for some of these completions for people, um, such as you and Doom. You know, I think it would make I think it would give you guys more reason to want to even have to complete these things. Yeah, it's like just an or like or. Yeah, like run, run three Grandmaster Nightfalls or go flawless in trials. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like have have more options to 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 kind of quantify people's worth in the game. Like I'm at a seven right now and I have no need to go to an eight because doing a lot of those things doesn't really make me feel more valuable as a player. Like a make number go big is destiny's hugest thing. And it's like, not everybody likes PVP. Some people like Gambit. There are people out there that are crazy enough to love Gambit. Shouldn't there be a way for the Gambit main to be able to go from, you know, rank one to rank 10. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm not one of them. Well, I, I do enjoy Gambit, but yeah, I mean, I do I do enjoy torturing myself in that game mode. But I, I think if they added more other than a number over your head and a cool emblem changing, I guess, the emblem changing, I think they need to add rewards to it. That is one aspect of their ranking system that I think is lacking where it's lacking right now is that there are no rewards or no reason for you to have to achieve this stuff. Like other than having a number floating over your head, like, but number bigger crimson, yeah, number it, bigger. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need anything I mean, else. A number bigger. I mean, I'm on the verge of being a level 10. So, no, but I do think like if there were also like, let's say if they decided to, boost the number up to like uh rank up to rank 15 and then they also introduce like every season there's a new banner or a new aesthetic something apparel ornament that you could achieve and only get through that ranking system i think it would drive people to do it like i said final fantasy fantasy has done it before a lot of mmos do that they attach a lot of like ornaments and aesthetics or vehicles or mounts into some of their like grimoires or lore books or hunting books and if you can achieve it all which some people do they get a special mount or they get a special skin or shader or color or hair or whatever um and i think that sort of can help guide the ranking system and push the ranking system for a lot of people uh, especially for like veteran players like us because like you said like do you really have a reason to complete it at least this season? Nah, probably not. Because what are you going to get out of it? Nothing. Just bragging rights. Um, 
me, I'm a completionist. I do enjoy trying to complete everything that I can in the game. So True. I am the opposite. I don't give a shit. I think, <laughs> uh, I, like, yeah, I, I understand the completionist mindset. I really do. It's not anything that's ever interested me because I've, you know, I played some of the seasons and I was like, yeah, I'm going to complete all of the missions or whatever this season, season of the risen <laughs> or season of the plunder. And I was like, I, I would try for like the first couple weeks and then slowly but surely I just stopped giving a shit and it never changed. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that my mindset needs to be catered to. Like there shouldn't be some sort of completionist aspect to the game. Of course, I think the more people you appeal to, the more broadly played your game will be. So that's cool. But the commendation system so far has fall has just fallen completely flat and it's it's pointless. It's absolutely pointless right now. And yeah. to tie commendations to progression in this system where you get a higher rank when it was flawed from the beginning. It like there in PVP, you weren't given enough time to load into the cut screen at the end of the, the game to give commendations. So there was that. <laughs> and then it just bugs out. There was multi, I had like three or four nightfalls in a row where it was just like, I couldn't give commendations to the guys that I was playing with. It would say like, you've already given this. And I was like, I haven't though. And then I felt like an asshole. Like I was stiffing some guy out of a, a commendation. I know they don't care. I know they're not going to remember who I am, but it made me feel shitty. And I was like, I don't, I already don't like the system because you know, I, I feel like I'm screwing over other players and I'm not because Again, like I said, it's pointless. But at the time, I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be like a key part of this game, progressing you know, level-wise. And it's it's kind of crazy. I think the fact that everybody started at level 6, basically. I mean, I've, I've rarely seen anybody that's lower than a 6. So I don't think starting at 6 means that you're a veteran player. I think... It means you loaded into Destiny at one point in the past. And, <laughs> like, there's guys with the Kingslayer title or Riven's Bane that are a level 6, and I just progressed to a level 7, having never attempted any of those challenges. And I fully recognize that achieving the title of Riven's Bane or Kingslayer is far beyond anything that I've done in this game that person should start at a higher level than me and they didn't. And if I had gone for those achievements in the past and then started at the same exact level as a guy who played five years ago and hasn't touched it since I'd be, I'd feel kind of gypped. And now all of a sudden my experience air quotes is judged based off of this arbitrary commendations and then list of achievements that I'm supposed to get. And it just doesn't, 
it didn't really add up. I, I thought it was uh, pretty mismanaged from the beginning. Yeah, it definitely didn't hit the way I think they anticipated it would with the commendations being thrown into the ranking up system. Um, that and just seems very hollow to me too. some of the commendation rewards and some of the verbiage that they use also for like the labels for these. So uh, and, and another thing you're, I want to touch base on what you said, their UI, their servers, like there's so many things happening that you you barely have any time to even go go and look at stats let alone decide all right i'd looked at everyone's stats now i'm going to look at these cards now i'm going to look at the title of the cards so i make sure i get the right person the right card if they were thoughtful if they were an ally if they were leadership they were i don't know the tankiest like i i don't even know most of the names i all i know is i off the top of my head is ally and leadership the other ones i don't really remember what the names are because it just i haven't had the time to really look into them and that alone says a lot because I'm just handing out commendations like I'm like I'm Oprah Winfrey handing out cars to everyone, man. I, I don't <laughs> give a shit. Look under your chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got an ally. You got a mastery. <laughs> yeah, it's so because and JP's right. Like you're you're right, dude. Like their system, especially in like PvP games, I run to it into it a lot. Where most of the time your characters won't load up or your characters will load up and we're missing one and then your name like your character doesn't even have your correct name banner so i'm clicking on the wrong person and i'm like oh that's not dooms like what the hell is going on here i'm like okay it's all fucked up so i'm like well i gave the wrong people the commendations but whatever and it's such it's i don't know i so far like what do they do do they they extend the end game timer and make you wait for a a to get queued into another game do they like do they make that longer like they're so like well, there's it's such a weird balance of like what allow, they're gonna have allow to me to interject here but this is a, a little tip for everybody listening and for you guys if if and when you get out of a match or any activities and that's not loading initially go to the summary page and you can still hand out accommodations from the summary page and now that's i know a lot of people just give out accommodations based on their looks alone so that kind of that kind of dampers the old i'm given yellow guardian blue because that's what i do but if you go into the the summary on the left side of their name the little star will be there you can hit that little star and it'll pull the cards up in the in the summary page you would think that somewhere they would let everyone know that you, you would think <laughs> you would think, but no, not everybody knows. And I, I think it was one of our clan mates that had mentioned that to us. So hashtag crimson dog. Um, <laughs> somebody let us know about that. So, so we'll figure we'll let that out there. But yes, if you go to the mission summary at the end of it, even during a PVP match, you can hit the right bumper or whatever you use for your input hopefully not Cronus, um, <laughs> go over to that page and then hit the little star next to their name that should pull up the cards and, and make your your it, a lot easier. Because now you can also look at the stats while you're making judgment if you want to put, you want, want to do it that way, you know? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think that's helpful because I do want to look at stats and I tend to like, when we're playing PvP, I tend to hit the right bumper, go over, look at the stats. And by the time I swing back over to the left to look at people, they're they're loading in and then i can't click on anyone and then by i have like two seconds left and i try to at least give out whatever i can so 
yeah i don't know it, it's such a weird system and like jp like doom said before i feel like there is a disconnect with what they thought was going to happen with the community and these cards and these verbs that people were supposed to give out to everyone it just hasn't gone down that way and then then being connected to the ranking system i is kind of a poor choice too they could have just done way more and it, i can't believe they decided to put that in the ranking system but no pvp activities in the ranking system itself well yeah i i, I said from the get-go that accommodations were a failure from the start when they decided to tie any sort of reward to them they gave hawthorne a powerful gear for giving out 20 of them so it's mm-hmm. like you're not doing it because you thought this person was uh, masterful in his craft of doing this raid you're just yeah. giving it to him because you need to hurry up and give out five cards you know yeah, yeah. and i mean Pulled directly from the blog post, they said commendations are meant to create a cycle of gratitude so that players are thankful for one another. They should reinforce that the most celebrated guardians are those who have earned the respect of their peers by helping them out. In no way does that describe the commendations that we have right now. That there is zero correlation between what they put in that blog post saying what they were intended for and what they actually are. They're not even on the same continent. Because, like you said, it's, it's, it, it is a little hypocritical that you would say it's intended to be a cycle of gratitude, but then tie it to pinnacle gear and progression through this guardian rank system. It's, it's not about saying another guardian did well if you're doing it to reward yourself. So it's, like I said, it's a flawed system. We all like. I, I think universally, the community would agree right now that this is a very flawed system. But yep. it's flawed to a point where it's like we we kind of talked about this the other day. It they're missing the mark here. I don't think they really have their finger on the pulse of what the community wants or is asking for because it. You know, I've never thought to myself, "Boy, that random that I picked." To, or that random that I was paired with in that nightfall sure did bring me joy. <laughs> I wish there was a way I could show him that. At, at no point has that ever happened. So <laughs> I just, I, like, I wish that there was a system that had meaning behind it, meaning that I didn't get, you know, you, you had adequate time to give a commendation that meant something. So say you could only give out I don't know, five joy bringers a week. <laughs> and you're going to pick the guardian that, you know, it means, or you're not, and you're just going to spam it for the first five players that you play with. And it's like, that's where we're at. It's like, a, it's a weird catch 22 where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So I like just call the system what it is at this point. It's not about gratitude. It's about progression. And if there's anything that Bungie loves, it's a power grind and working your way through some way to, you know, generate experience or currency or some thing that you have to acquire a bunch of to progress through the game. And I think that is what a lot of players are getting really sick of. And it's why we don't like the power grind. It's why we don't like, 
a lot of these things we're here for the game, the you know gunplay and build crafting. That's all great, but this filler, that this repetitive circular system of you know just like you said, Lich earlier, make number get bigger. It's it gets pretty old. I think they just they they bit off a lot. They tried to do too much, and whether I don't know how long this has been in development, but. It, it feels rushed and it feel it felt like they just kind of like get it out the door. We'll do what we always do. We'll just ship something and fix it later. And it, it, I think it is what it is. Hopefully they, they keep trying and try to make it better because it, I mean, it's not a bad system. I wish I'll, I'll take that back. It's not, it's not a bad idea. I wouldn't say this is a bad, not a bad system at this point because right now it is a bad system, but it's not a bad idea. It just needs better execution. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I think we talked about it the other day. This feels like it was originally a good idea, and then it made it to a boardroom somewhere, and they were like, "Yeah, that's great. I love the the idea of giving commendations and telling other guardians they did great." However, <laughs> yeah. however, what if we tied it to the progression of this guardian rank system and pinnacle drops. And it's like, it probably just spiraled out of control to the point where it was nowhere near what the original creator intended. And I mean, it's, it's difficult sometimes dealing with the mechanics that get thrown in here. It has been a weird flux for like the introduction of a lot of aspects uh, in the game this season, you know, and one, uh, to kind of reiterate on what you're saying, Doom, the fact that they introduced ranking systems and a lot of us prior to the game launching, we were super excited for it. We were super excited for commendations as well. I think I'll agree with you, Lich. It, it's a good idea. The system is flawed right now the way it is in alpha. Um, and it just seems like they've, they release one aspect of the system and then the other aspect, something else in the system, trumps it out you know like oh cool we're gonna introduce ranking systems you know you guys want to have some cool aesthetics to flaunt to all your other fellow guardians cool yeah we're gonna give you that but guess what now we're gonna also give you commendations which are fun but now you're gonna be limited in your ranking because now the commendations are gonna be holding you back and how do you get commendations by running these things and having to grind out this stuff and remember they they nerfed it what three or four times already to even get to level 11, you had to have 6,000 commendations at a point. So that was kind of absurd. Like, I'm at 2,000. I've been playing pretty regularly since launch. So uh, I know, obviously, we're not streamers. We don't do this for a living. They clearly are past that and beyond us. And good for them. They could do that. To us, you know, the casual leaders, we can't even keep up with that. And then to, like, new lights, like, what do you expect them to do? You're you're you release these cool systems, but at the same time, you're fucking tying like our hands behind our back and not letting us progress because you are limiting us on how to be how to progress forward. True. Well, I, I mean, again, it's a it's a new system. Hopefully, they're able to improve upon it. They say in the blog post, um, I'll just quote it here. In the coming weeks, we're planning additional updates to make giving and receiving combinations more meaningful, including updating eligibility for combinations based on activity participation or lack thereof, 
and adding a new accommodation best dressed. So somehow they're going to figure out how to decide that this person only killed 20 guys for this entire nightfall. He was useless, so he's not eligible to get the mastery. But he brought some joy because he was he was funny, I guess. So We'll see. Like, did, we'll see how like, they, did they you forward. see his drip, dude, when he killed that boss? <laughs> Sheesh! Dang. <laughs> he looked good, Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. And they said at this, and starting in season one, objectives to receive leadership accommodations in rank 10 and 11 will be retroactive for the season. So raids and dungeons that lead from day one will continue towards your progression. So that's kind of a good quality of life so that you're not waiting until yeah. level 10 and then you got to go get 20 commendations. We'll see. Like I said, see how it moves forward. Yeah, I'm interested to see if with the coming seasons, if they're going to add more numbers to what we already have. Because right now we're capped at 11. I wonder if they're going to keep on adding more. Like, well, just you could hit 12 this season. Or you could hit 13. <laughs> Are you wondering if Bungie's going to make number get bigger? Because I can assure you they will. <laughs> so I want to end this topic with... Uh, <laughs> so I'll end this with the, the little excerpt they said at the end here. Which is, it was a kind of good little excerpt kind of edit, end it with it. But is that building social systems is always challenging, even in a studio with hundreds of people. You never know how things are going to go, go behave in the real world until we put it into the hands of the players. The best part about this community, meaning us, is that you're not afraid to give us input. Constructive feedback is always appreciated and essential to tweets. helping us get things into the best possible state for everyone. And we'll keep monitoring and evolving our systems so that they can reach our goals, which is why we like Bungie and we continue to play this game because they are open to listening to us. Yeah. And, and making adjustments as they need it. Yeah. I would actually argue that they're not giving themselves enough credit there because I don't think it's hard to give criticism. <laughs> I think every game receives criticism, but not every game responds to that criticism and actually makes quality of life changes based on that feedback. So, I mean, as much as they love the fans and of course, like, always shower us with praise we need it but like take from take some for yourself like this is this is a pretty awesome thing to see nowadays from a, a developer and i i love it that's that's why i've continued playing bungie games since you know the halo days yeah, yeah. and we forget too yeah we forget too man like for an fps to have this lifespan and to have been around as long as it has been this is an achievement. And I don't think people give them the proper due also for that aspect. Like I remember at, when they announced this game and they said that they plan to give it a 10 year lifespan. Everyone memed it. Everyone bullshit. Like no fucking way. This is never going to happen. You're another call of duty. You're just going to keep on rehashing it every year, putting another number next to the word destiny, whatever. And then when they got bought by Activision, we we're like, Oh, you're, this is definitely not a 10 year game. It's going to be destiny. 35 by the time it hits 10 years um and you know to their credit man they have sustained the game there they have departed ways with companies that they did not see eye to eye with and did not have the same objective with and 
plan with, especially with the story that they've had. And they've grown, man. Like, and it's hard to sustain a game of this caliber. And you know, they 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 walk a fine line because they they're a first-person shooter at heart, I think, at first, and then they also want to kind of try to implement MMO aspects and RPG aspects into the game, and there's a lot of systems in this game and uh, updates, major updates in the game when it comes to, like, even the aesthetics, the hardware, the, the when they made Destiny faster, because I think a lot of us also forget, if you look at old footage, Destiny used to be a slow-ass game, all of that got changed. Beyond Light was a huge revamp once again. You know, like they they're doing a lot of things that progress them forward. And yes, some sometimes some of the the ideas they bring into the game fall flat, and they don't work. And but the good thing about Bungie is that they're there to make sure that they they accept it, they learn from it, they take the criticism, and they build upon that. And that's why I think we, the three of us, and a lot of the community stick around because as much as we can't complain about it. We do complain about it because we're passionate about the game. We're passionate about the community and what the game has offered and given to us over the years. And we just want to see it grow into something and blossom and, you know, not just get become any other game that just gets brushed under the carpet. So, yeah, I'm not making a podcast with two friends because I don't like the game and and, <laughs> and the publisher. I mean, for real, it's it's uh we've stuck around for years playing this game on and off, not with each other. Obviously it's only been fairly recently that we all started playing together, but it's, it's a big thing. And I, I, it, yeah, my hat's off to them. They're making Mm -hmm. the best with what they can. So, yep. Thumbs up, thumbs up all around. Um, moving forward. Uh, they talk a little bit. I I found this is funny. And I, I kind of wanted to bring it up because I got a giggle out of it. But they talk about Threshers in their blog post and, and how, how Threshers were always doing the amount of damage that they were doing in Niamuna. But it wasn't until they brought the light level up and kind of made it like legendary campaign that it actually started causing a problem. <laughs> because we were always like 400 levels over a Thresher. And now that we were kind of close to them... <laughs> They actually started doing their actual damage, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also talk a little bit about build crafting that got got me a little excited. And they go in and talk about a couple new mods that they're going to introduce in, uh, mm-hmm. in Season 21. The first one being Powerful Attraction, which when using your class Ooh. ability... You collect all... Calm down there, Quagmire. <laughs> when using your class ability, you collect all orbs of powers within a radius determined by the number of copies of the mod you have equipped. So, the orb sucker. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> um, no, that's cool. I mean, what the hell? What mod was that last last a couple seasons ago that we had? I mean, we've always had that mod. I forgot what uh, it was called. So, so they they Elemental, had uh, um, they had well. the uh, seeking 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 wells, wells. seeking wells. Uh, yeah, and they yeah. did they did talk about that. Uh, they wanted to design a seeking orbs, but it just was too much for the game to kind of ha- handle because there's too many people making orbs at any given time, and it was just gonna prevent you know and make uh, latency issues for us so i mean i ran a nightfall on master the other day 
with a LMG and I made 138 orbs with my void build. So yeah, I could see that being a problem for the game, especially if you yeah. have like a warlock making like your builds. I know you make a lot of orbs. I know I don't doom. I know you can make a lot of orbs. I'm like, yeah, that would be a lot. <laughs> I'll just saying, like, whatever that number of orbs, like you made 138 orbs. Well, times that by three because you made yeah. orbs. Or time, yeah, times it by three because you made orbs for not only you but your your two teammates. Or if it's a raid, you made times six, so that can only be crazy. We're like, just shooting um, like crazy. We're like, why are these floating white balls all over the place? <laughs> what the hell are these? <laughs> There's so many balls coming at me. Coach. So many white balls everywhere. <laughs> Uh, if you could dodge a wrench, though, you can dodge one of those orbs. <laughs> uh, they also talk briefly about how everybody was pretty happy with the uh, artifact mod this season where picking up a fire spray gave you armor charge and how more people wanted that because that was kind of a thing in uh, you know last season and, and going up with the wells where you can get charged with light through wells. So people kind of wanted that that system brought forward so they did add, they're going to add another mod called elemental charge collecting the subclass collectible associated with your damage type fire sprays ionic traces stasis shards void breaches has an escalating chance to grant you a stack of armor charge on strand this is granted by destroying tangles nice and they, they do say good. they do say the uh, armor charge is tuned differently for each collectible um, just to account for the differences in frequency. Like, you're clearly you're going to make a ton of Void Breaches where you you may not make as many Ionic Traces. Okay. They also talk about Shoot to Loot being updated. Shoot to Loot will now pick up Orbs of Power, which, uh, kudos. That's that's great. <laughs> I've told people, I, man. I, I, I don't, don't. don't. Yeah, I'm like I've I've tried to sell people. I'm like, dude, shoot to loot's a good mod. Don't pass it up, man. That has pulled us out of the jam a lot of times. So yeah, I like it. I, it's, I like it's it's good for cheese and bosses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good for the cheese. Um, not really much else. Oh, artifact perk refunds. Cool thing too. Your artifact perk will you won't have to reset it entirely after. After this season, you'll be able to just, you know, I don't want to use, uh, I don't want to use this one. Turn it off and turn on a different one. Yeah, I think not having to reset your entire artifact just to get something that was in the, you know, fourth column. I mean, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's an older system. So it's like, I get it. I've said it before. Yeah. These things take time. So it's not like, I don't want to sound like the guy that just bitches about everything he doesn't like. Cause I totally recognize that there are like a, a processing time for a lot of this stuff, but yeah, they did say they wanted it to release like that in this season, but due to technical difficulties, they weren't able to, uh, to get that going for season 20. So they had to move it off to season 21. Um, and finally, next topic point, which I think is, is going to be a big one here, is exotic armor focusing. They're adding in Season 21 with Master Rahul, you'll be able to focus uh, your engrams. 
Um, I do believe they say in here that when you get an exotic engram, they won't autom it won't automatically um, decrypt anymore. It'll just kind of go in, and then you can go to Rahul later, and you could just open it if you want to, or you can uh, focus it on what you want it to be. It costs a lot. <laughs> it's it's um, it says in here like. They're, they're showing off that if you want a Red War leg decryption, like you want a leg armor from the Red War, it's going to cost you your exotic engram, 30,000 glimmer, and one ascendant shard. It's it's a bit. And later on in there, they show you if you want to specifically focus a uh, like a, a exotic armor. Here they give the example of the ACDO feedback fence. Costing one exotic engram, 60,000 glimmer, three ascendant shards, and one exotic cipher. So I, I see, again, Bungie likes to ship these things high price. Real real high price. Hopefully they that. bring a lot of it down to, to kind of meet, meet people in the middle, I think. I mean, I, honestly, I don't... I'm good with it. It doesn't bother me. And... I know I'm being biased about it because like I'm coming from the fact that most of I have, I know I have everything for my Titan. I have maybe 90% for my warlock and I have like barely anything for my hunter. So if there was anyone I was really going to focus on uh, for getting their exotics, it would be my hunter. I don't mind running lost sectors. I don't mind doing that stuff. I don't mind. I don't need that exotic immediately either. I've never been that type of person or player, I guess, in the game to like, oh man, I don't have those arms. I need to go get them now. That's the one aspect that I, for some reason, as as much as of a completionist that I am, I don't really care if I get the exotic armors immediately. Weaponry, yes, is different. But the, I mean, I don't mind the price being that expensive. Uh, especially with the stuff that the stuff that we run. And like I said, that could be a biased approach or look into it because I know we do run a lot of GMs. We tend to be overflowing with resources. And because of the state of the game right now, we don't really do much with these resources anyway. So it's like they're just sitting there until we agrees. start. Yeah, until we start. Yeah, Mike. Sorry, guys. That's my cat. Um, <laughs> until we start like masterworking stuff once again. So. Like other than that, I have ten on my guard on every guardian. I have ten in my post off in my postman. So it's like, it is what it is. Now, if there really is a meta, sorry, if there is a meta piece of armor for a character, probably my hunter. I'll probably buy it once. Other than that, I'll just farm lost sectors. And I know drop rates haven't been like the best; they've been sort of abysmal. But yesterday, I did run seven lost sectors, and out of the seven runs, I I got five exotics. Five of my runs, I got five drops. Now, were they good drops? No, they weren't the best, but at least they're dropped. The one thing, though, that I would, I will finish this ramble on is those rolls. If you are paying that much for those exotics, you better get a high stat roll, at least a decent stat roll, man. It should be in the 60s for sure. If you get like a 48 or a 52, then the game's fucked up. Yeah. I, I, that's that's one of the points I want to stand on is it costs a lot to do this it needs they need to have high drop rate I love the fact that they're going to make it to where you can focus specifically which one you want because obviously there's a lot of 
there's a lot of arms, there's a lot of legs for every class. So it's like, if you specifically need to go get an Osmiomancy gloves, and the only way you're going to get it is through, you know, law sectors is, or doing this, that costs a lot. (laughs) A lot, man. And it better be good. Yeah. And it is kind of, it is kind of tough because like, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, how are, how do we collect Ascended Shards other than like Master Content, Endgame Content, GM Content? Is there any other, other than just a random world drop, is there any other way Ascended Shards can drop? I mean, you can buy them off for a hool now, I guess, right? Yeah, you can buy them. Um, that's, that's pretty much it, other than, yeah, that. Okay. Like doing hard Endgame Content is the only yeah. way to get Ascended Shards. Now, another thing that is brought up is the exotic ciphers like you're only going to be able to do one specific um focus a week Hmm. because you can only get one exotic cipher from zer oh i weren't they raising that though i thought they were going to raise this how many you could hold you can hold five but you can still only get one a week ah Oh, damn. Oh, so that still limits people on how fast they could collect or complete their armory. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, you can only get... Now, maybe there's harder core people than us that go get it on Friday and they finish their Zer quest. <laughs> Hello, Artie. And they finish their Zer quest by uh, Saturday and they are able to get more than one exotic cipher a week, but... I don't think that's reasonable for everybody, you know? Yeah, that that is a little tough now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's going to be a little daunting for, like, newer players or even players who have been playing already for a couple months or even a season or two. That's still a lot because even the, just the aspect of, like, collecting Ascendant Shards, if I'm correct, if you get it from Rahul, I'm sure it costs, like, 500 or maybe 400 Legendary Shards, and that's still a lot of Shards. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of resources that go into you having to even be able to get an ascended shard let alone have to get three of them like and then have to have this this the decipher or decipher whatever it's called from um zur like that yeah i didn't i didn't know like yeah i'm thinking about it now like that is kind of tough that's still yeah it's gonna be a pretty big feat for you to have to try to even roll for one so i hope those those stats are high then because if you're going jumping through so many hoops to have to roll for one armor a week like yeah they should reward you well yeah that is is for sure wildly overpriced i think anybody like okay i'm i'm saying this as a player who just recently started within the last year here at the start of witch queen i actually is when i first broke into endgame content i had been playing the game for years but it was like i would run pinnacles for you know like that's all i did week to week it was boring as hell but i was here for the story and i loved it and when i started playing with you guys is when i actually started you had to like coax me out of my shell because for me end game content seems like it was just like a bridge too far i couldn't play it it was those high high end like streamers and like top tier guys that were playing this stuff and it just seemed out of reach for me the more I played it, the more I was like, oh, okay, like I can do this. And it's confidence building. So I understand why a high ascendant shard 
cost to focus exotics would push people towards end game content. I think the more people are, you know, brave enough to try this stuff and I brave, I say that loosely because it is a video game, but still it's, it's intimidating to actually go into these GMs and trials and that kind of stuff. But six of your 10 ascendant shards to focus and I mean, I say six because it's like you f- you use three Ascendant Shards to focus the piece of gear that you want, and then an additional three to masterwork it. So you're talking about a, like the majority of your Ascendant Shards that you can bank on your character. Obviously, you can stash more in your mailbox if you're lucky enough to have people that you can farm GMs with when GMs are live. But like... <sighs> I was that guy that was in just an Ascendant Shard drought and outside of the season pass or like vendors, I wasn't getting any Ascendant Shards. So it, it I would get like maybe 10 for an entire season. So that's what that's one piece of exotic gear that I could focus and then masterwork. Like you better put a lot of thought into that one piece of gear that you get and hope that they don't nerf it while you right after you get it. So <laughs> that would suck, man. It would. Yeah, that's that would be don't, don't worry. There's a there's a nerf coming for Starfire Protocol. <laughs> They'll drop an ornament for it next season. So that's just the way it works. But yeah. I mean, it's so it's too high of a cost. You want to talk about catering to some of the newer players well exotics are a big part of the game and you're like to facilitate a new player to focus on exotic that is part of a build that they just watched like that's cost prohibitive at some point and if yeah. you're if you're locking content of the game behind solely be the ability to farm ascendant shards that's that's wild that's just wild to me yeah. yeah i don't i don't think this is gonna launch new player friendly i think it's it's friendly for guys like us that play consistently enough to hold on to ascendant shards to be able to easily grab exotic sh- ciphers it's gonna be it's not a bad system for us it, it is a pain in the ass, though, to think that I could potentially spend three Ascendant Shards on an exotic and it'd be hot garbage and then have to waste another three and another three until I get something that I want. I'm trying to think of, like, I'm trying to equate this to another system in another game. I'm, I'm trying to think what I can... I mean, you're right, Lich, where this system has clearly been built for players like us have been around for a while who do end game stuff on a regular basis where we can collect these resources and yeah it seems like this is going to be very not detrimental because it's not going to affect new lights or anything like that or even players who have been playing for like a year or two who don't even have the resources to be able to like farm exotics out of the system but it's not it's not geared towards them and maybe that's what they had in mind like hey like we know this is not geared towards them and it shouldn't be because they have probably not achieved certain aspects of the game or 
master certain parts of the game for them to even be at that aspect. But if you want to, if you have the resources and you decide out of your own accord to go and spend all these things, go right ahead. We're going to give you guys everything now. You guys have been asking another way to farm exotics. We're going to give it to you. Now, will they probably rework the resources and how much it costs to roll these? I think they will because... I do remember, from what I can remember, crafting in the beginning of Witch Queen was horrible and awfully expensive and had like eight new currencies that were added on and it was so convoluted. So I think they people will complain enough where they will probably lower it down a little bit. I'm more, for me on my end, I think I'm more worried about rolling a shitty armor piece because if i'm going to be investing so much glimmer or ascendant shards to try to get myself a better armamentarium or something like that let's say you know because i think my armamentarium is like a 56 or 61 or something like that like i want to get a higher stat one but if i only could keep on getting 50s like there's no point for me doing it that's just going to defeat the purpose of the entire system itself and once again them introducing a system that's just not going to be working it's not going to work and it's going to be flawed Definitely. And I notice on their blog posts that underneath uh, in the ACDO feedback fence picture that just says focusing with random stats. So I'm guessing you're, they're going to tie in the uh, your ghost mods to be able to oh. to okay. effectively like put something in a stat that you want it to be. Well, that's good. As, as long as your ghost does affect that role as well, then at least you have a better chance that that does ease the mind a little bit yeah but the the ghost the ghost mod only makes it to where whatever that specific stat you put in will never be lower than 10 it could be Mm -hmm. 10 it could be 15 it could be 30 but it will never go lower than 10 um side Mm -hmm. note here's a here's a little tidbit i don't know if you guys knew this but exotic armors some of them have inherit like specific stats that they will always roll high with so there are some exotic armors that are just tuned to drop high mobility high strength like stuff like that so like so like say i i don't know for sure if it's like lion ramparts is one of them but i know like um like fell winter's helm for warlocks Whenever you get a Fellwinter's Helm, it usually has high strength on it because it is coded to usually drop with high strength. So that's a good little tidbit for people to know. Like sometimes when you're like, man, why are these? I'm a warlock. Why am I getting such high strength on this helmet? I don't use it at all. Well, it's because it's intrinsically going to roll with higher strength stats than most others. They do... They do say that if you don't really want to like interact with this, the Vex Strike Force or Lost Sectors are still a good thing to do. They do say Vex Strike Force will drop, will always drop a new exotic that you don't have unlocked. It won't be specific. It won't be like Lost Sectors where it's like, today's leg day, you better do your leg day, bro. Uh, it's It's going to be something you don't have. They uh, they wrap this out with uh, just saying that they're upgrading more than 15 of the lower performing exotics and rolling out balance changes for several others. Uh, they also had 
They also make mention of improving raid and dungeon exotic drops through triumphs. They're adding more of that, which is exciting. I know people like Doom, who hates King's Fall now because he ran it till his eyes bled just to get Touch of Malice. Mm. Yes, it is. <laughs> and they're making a pass at unfriendly Vanguard bounties. So good stuff coming <laughs> from that blog post. You feel left out when you stop, like, uh, when, when you don't get those exotics. Like, I've run Vow quite a few times. I've, I, I haven't got that pulse rifle. Uh, it wasn't until I started farming duality for artifice armor that I got, uh, Heart Shadow, Heart Shadow. I believe it was. Um, I, ha- I haven't run, what was the latest dungeon? Spire of the uh, Watcher. What was that one? Spire. Um, you know, I I think I still don't have Vex. I farmed that briefly. I, I think I have like twenty or thirty clears under my belt, and still no Vex. <laughs> but you know, it's only painful when I talk about it. So <laughs> it's uh, it's just a little ridiculous. But then I got one K on like my first run, and it was the first chest I picked. So I was like, yeah, that was an epic night. I, I mean, remember that. It was a fun night. Yeah. I think uh, you and Titan. So it's lethal, right? I think both of you got it. Yeah, there was two of us that got it in that run. That so was, it was it was fun. Was like it was a while. Like we were cheering like crazy, but like that's the only uh, raid that I've run that I got anything on the first try. And uh, I had to on my forty ninth run of King's Fall, and you can check my card because I have not run it a single time since then. <laughs> I got my 49th run. That was it. I was done with it. And I don't even use touch of malice, which is kind of painful. So it's not that great right now. Just, you get obsessed with it. Well, it was the principle of the thing. <laughs> I wanted it because I wanted it. It was available. And I was, I was going to fight my RNG to, to the death. Do you even have the catalyst, <laughs> bro? no i don't and that's a whole separate story that i will not get into but (laughs) yeah it's uh i don't know it's it's hard living with bad rng which is me playing destiny in a nutshell which you are the opposite you have almost everything if not everything and uh yeah, I'm missing two, you know, two raid exotics. Uh, or, no, I'm only missing the newest raid exotic, and uh, I, I never got that bow out of Spire. Hierarchy of needs. So there you go. You're missing two, and I have two. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, you guys marry each other. There you go. Me, on the other hand, go. I'm only missing one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it we do got... Uh, a big week coming ahead of us. We got Grandmasters starting on Tuesday. Ooh, ooh, mm, mm, mm. I'm so excited. That's a good first. Start. First Grandmaster being Proving Grounds, which is an older one, older one now, and uh, the Hung Jury dropping. If the rotation stays as it is, we are farming that, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are the, farming that. The shoot to loot and kinetic tremors hung jury. That's that's all I'm looking for. That is going to be nasty. Nasty. It's going to be good. 
I'm yeah, ready. it's gonna be really good. I'm excited. I'm really excited, though. I do. I do know with all the nerfs that have happened to the world and like patrol areas and all this stuff and master and law and legendary loss sectors or areas, we. I don't think grandmasters have been touched. So get ready to get your boop, boop, kicked in because it's gonna be pretty hard, man. Especially with these heist battlegrounds. So I, I want to I'll circle into that because in the TWAB this week, they do make mention that all the nerfs that they had talked about in the blog posts were also going to be for the Grandmasters too. Oh, decreasing man. how often combatants spawn on higher difficulties in the tower phase, increasing map score multiplier to help people reach score and then adding an additional ammo crate. And then reducing... I think the multiplier was necessary for some of the older ones because some of the older ones have not been brought up to like I guess to like to point with like glassway. Let's say the amount, the density of enemies in glassway, the density of enemies in heist battlegrounds. Uh, like, well, now they actually, they, I mean, they updated Lake of Shadows and what was the other one? Is it Arms Dealer? I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, they had to bring those up to stuff and actually add more enemies because I, I think you really had to push like 20, 30 minutes to try to get the best drop and you had to fit or the best time. Then you had to like finish off champs so you could get five to six thousand points. So yeah, it was, it was, yeah, just you were having to try to jump through hoops to make sure you hit the over 200k. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. We'll hopefully have some stuff to talk about hopefully we knock them all out between tuesday and thursday next week (laughs) we will (laughs) i Uh, i have faith in our fire team but things to look out for is they're in the twab this week they talk about weapons leaving and weapons entering uh for the nightfalls the mindbenders ambition and malicious birthright are going to be leaving so the last chance you can get the mindbenders is 418 which i believe is the week after next and then the last time you can get the malicious birthright will be five two so if you need those or you're just a completionist and you just want to get them in your collection that's those are your times to get them yeah yeah that's fine i'm actually a big fan of the malicious birthright that i got last season and uh i just that auto loading auto loading and i guess they're disorienting grenades now they were blinding grenades Mm -hmm. but just that role alone, it's so nice for ad clear to just switch to that, pop one into a crowd, you disorient all the enemies, and then just start working from there. And that that was like a, a surprising one because I think I remember when we were farming it for, I think we were running that just specifically for Ascendant Shards or something. Like we didn't care about the weapon. And it, it ended up being like one that I use quite often. So Nice, nice. Yeah. Mind yeah, Matters ambition is—I—I I, I don't think it's that good, <laughs> but some people like it. I don't know. Uh, Trials of Osiris, the Inquisitor, the Arc Precision Slug Shotgun will be leaving, and its last rotation will be five nine. And the Whistler's whim is already gone. You can't—it's <laughs> not going to be in rotation anymore. It was last week, so is now. That gone. boat wasn't that great, anyways, right? Uh. No, I don't no. think many people. About it. Yeah, I don't think many people can about it. There's like eight people that are disappointed by this. We, one of them's in our clan. Oh, 
he is very disappointed. <laughs> he is chomping at the bit for a bow meta. <laughs> the bow meta. Um, Iron Banner, the Wizened Rebuke will be leaving, and the Hero's Burden will be leaving. And now, I, I talk about all these weapons in, in the uh, well-known kind of things. They're still going to be uh, focusable through Legacy. So even if they're gone, you just won't be able to get the adept version of them anymore. Minus the right. Iron Banner. I mean, you'll still be able to get a Iron Banner's Ambition, as far as I'm concerned, through Zavala. Unless they rotate that out too, starting next season. I don't think so, because they got the Plug 1 in there right now. You can't get the Plug 1 through anything. So would they just rotate it back? Mm, that's a good there? point. So... I guess That's I guess you don't point. have to have so much FOMO. You just have FOMO of missing out on the adept versions of these weapons. Which I feel like it's okay then. Yeah, because I mean you guys have been dealing with that in trials anyways. They always rotate weapons even in like PVP modes and banner we rotate weapons all the time. So I think it's all right. I think that's fine. And as I said earlier, the rose will be leaving competitive. Uh next Which... Is probably the best legendary 140 in the game, honestly. <laughs> like it's pretty damn good, man. It's, it's very good. It is. Yeah, it is a really good. It's one. really good. So if you guys haven't, I know if there's a lot of PvP players or people who aren't PvP players out there, definitely try to get one. It is pretty damn solid. It's a good one. It also has a great sound. I love. I love the sound of that thing firing. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah, that thing is strong. Uh, next season, we're going to be getting, in Nightfalls, we'll be getting the Braytech Osprey, which will be a Void High Impact Rocket Launcher. Excited for that. I would like to get a, another High Impact. Uh, then the Loaded Question Arc High Impact Fusion Rifle. Uh, I don't know how I feel. I, I, don't, I don't really like High Impact Fusion Rifles. They take forever. Like, you can, you can watch The Departed while that thing... Charges up to get the kill. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Uh, we'll get the positive outlook. This is this is kind of exciting because it's a void precision auto rifle. That'll be good to get another good void auto rifle into the uh, into the rotation. What do you guys think? Get something. Give gnawing hunger its run for its money. I think we've been missing out on an archetype for void like AR, so yeah, it'd be nice to get one. Uh, Strand linear fusion rifle coming to Gambit. See how that turns out. And uh, Randy throwing knives coming back to Crucible. Rapid fire scout rifle. I know Doom loves those things. Oh, yeah. Rapid fires are my bread and butter, and Randy's throwing knife was so much fun when i used it so i used to use that a lot before it was sunset yeah i'm, I'm excited for that one to come back a lot i was very surprised when i read the twab today and i saw that it's like a dream come nice true little gift <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and then bungie bungie listened to no one and are bringing a new art glaive to trials of osiris because when i think yeah, trials exactly. of osiris i think glaive <laughs> that player count's gonna be yeah. so high that weekend. <laughs> That's gonna be the easiest week to get flawless because no one else is gonna be playing. 
I, I feel like it's a it's like a mean girls meme where Bungie just tre- keeps trying to make glaives happen and it's like it's not gonna happen, Bungie. What are you doing? We have three exotic glaives from the Witch Queen that almost universally are touted as being hot garbage. Yeah. Uh, we have Vexcalibur and uh, Winter's Bite that they're they were cool. I, I liked. I liked the missions for both of them, but like it, Cross just put out a video on Glaives, and I agreed with his assessment. I just there, I haven't fallen in love with them. It hasn't really been a a, a weapon archetype that I was like, yeah, I want to use this a lot. Which I mean, with almost every other archetype, I've done that. Like if it's an SMG or a fusion rifle, fusion rifles are more like PVP for me for a while. Uh, I'm, I'm really big on SMGs right now. I like the aggressive frames. It's, they feel really you good. Like I was saying before. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm, yeah, but at the same time, like, like we all have these things that we gravitate towards and I just, I, I don't see it with glaives. It's not, it's not that great. True. But we have another one, so yay. <laughs> yay. Well, it's it's going to be an Adept Glaive. It'll be the first Adept Glaive, if I'm thinking correctly. Man, that's going to look great in your vault. I know, dude. It's going to get real dusty. It's going to be gold <laughs> and dusty in my vault. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, but, I'll, run, you know, I'll run trials that weekend with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but they also <laughs> are bringing back the, the daddy of all Pulse Rifles, the Messenger. It's mm, mm, mm. a good one. It is. It is. It's probably the best pulse rifle in the game. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. I need to get one. Like legendary wise, it's probably one of the best. So you'll catch me hardcore in trials, getting me a new messenger. Well, we're not gonna catch you outside, dude. Catch me outside. Catch me. Catch me in the crucible. Catch me t- touching grass. <laughs> I'll be fucking up, Doctor Phil. That little bitch. <laughs> Uh, Iron Banner is going to get a Strand Fusion Rifle and Swarm of the Raven, a Void Rapid Fire Heavy Grenade Launcher. Um, Competitive is getting an Arc Sniper Rifle, so the Tonus is an Arc now. Um, Can't wait! Can't wait to see the perks! Can't wait to see perks! I I gotta, I gotta look under the hood on these bad boys. They look good from afar, but you know, I need to, I need to make sure it's not just a fucking somebody drew an engine on a piece of paper and threw it under the car hood, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to follow up with the Rose, if they, I'm sure, well, hopefully, hopefully they, they follow up with a good sniper rifle for comp because the yeah. Rose was solid, man. But once again, that was a weapon that already pre-existed in the game and they just added new perks to it. So was it really that hard to come up with? <laughs> well, they, they, they did talk about how they retooled it because it was a 150 prior. So the 150s had the yeah, faster, got, yeah. the faster move. So they just, it's a one of a kind kind of thing. They had to revamp it to make it a 140 plus give it the, the movement is they, they talk a lot about it on the, uh, another podcast, the firing range podcast, which is another really good one where they kind of get, and they really they get in the deep with like weapons and, and stats and everything like that. So they, they did talk a lot on the on how that thing works under the hood, which is was kind of cool. Nice. But I, I think 
think that's about it. I think uh, we need to start mentally preparing for Grandmasters and to knock those bad boys out. I'm ready. I'm zoned in. I've done my stretches for the season. I'm you ready. got your goddamn chips crunching yeah, in my, my damn chips. ears the entire Grandmaster. That's right. I got a two liter of Shasta ready to go. Shasta. The fuck is this? The, the meeting of the juggalos? What the fuck are we doing over here? Dude, you got your it, face dude. paint on over there? You know it, man. That's my war paint, man. I think it would actually throw me off if we ran a GM and I didn't hear crunch, crunch, munch, munch going out of the background. A couple man. belches. You guys motivated belches going get... in there. It pushes you guys to want to finish the shit faster so you don't listen to me <laughs> it's a good theory <laughs> oh man i am i the one nightfall i am not looking forward to is a new one from this from this uh season oh, i forgot what the hell it's called the vex one that shit is i don't know if you guys ran it on master that shit is spicy dude it is tough so i am not looking forward to that one on gm level but We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. See, we'll see what happens. We'll have to, we'll have to go or Stacy or. I think we will. I, I've I, already been. I'm going to probably be along with Stacy. So. <laughs> yeah, Me and Stacy are going to get along pretty well. Osteo builds <laughs> definitely probably allow strand builds to just try to just tether everything just to give us a, a little bit of breathing room because, man, I ran that show and master maybe twice and. It was sweaty as hell to get through that thing. But then again, I was like 20 light level below it, so... but and you didn't have a fucking A-team, bro, but whatever. You were probably running with some mids, you know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> didn't, have, you didn't have a top-notch <laughs> fire team that had your back, that likes to shove you all over the map, because we all always... For whatever reason, we always gravitate towards Crimson. At least that's what he thinks, because he's like, man, somebody's bumping me! Who's bumping me, bro? Well, clearly, when I'm aiming oh. down sights and I'm just standing there, and then somebody just strafe me left and right, you don't got to strafe left and right, bro. I'm dodging, bro. I'm dodging. You don't see these bullets whipping by my head, nuts, my man. Guy? Yeah, there's. I will body block your rockets until the day I die, and it's never intentional. As much as you might think it is, it is never intentional. It's just well, that happened to my didn't that happen to Lynch blame it on my this past weekend running raid plastic kept jumping in front three of fucking times in a row <laughs> on every I, pad he kept it was it was shoot rocket somebody revived me and then I went to go like right after I got revived I shot another rocket and there's plastica's head and then I died again and then I got revived. I <laughs> and I had to yell at Plastica. And I, I know it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is now the ongoing joke is that we have to rip on Plastica every podcast episode in some way or form. We haven't gotten our void digging on him yet, but God damn it, Plastica, your fucking big ass head <laughs> hit every one of my goddamn ass, rockets, or your big ass void bomb that eats up all of our ammo because yeah. I'm shooting at it and can't go through. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> 
How many times has he shot a Nova bomb and every single one of our shots just hit his Nova bomb and you just hear plastic and like, sorry, sorry. Uh, that was really I thought sorry. I threw it high, like, yeah. I don't know when he got Jewish, but I thought I threw it high, yeah. Like, yeah, why did you turn Jewish to Oh, it's man. so good. It's so yeah, good. I love it, man. But like, well, that's what uh, keeps us I, on our toes. You know, that's what makes us a better clan, a better fire team. We synergize with people. You know, it just it's, it's great. It's fantastic. Builds laughs. Yeah. It gets us mad. We get heated. You know, that's why I sound like a broken record. But I always have to say, nobody fucking moves. Stop strafing during damage phase. <laughs> Uh, it makes me more accurate. Please let me straight. You get so used to it. You play enough Crucible, and that's what you're doing all the time. You just, as you're shooting, you're moving, and it's like it's a fucking it's a bad habit to have in PVE. But you do it in PvP, and if you primarily play that, you're like, oh, anytime you're shooting at something, you feel like you gotta dodge to make a miss. Yeah, I could feel. I, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah. <clears throat> But all right. Oh my god! All right, boys, we calling it a night. Yeah, I think so. I think that's. Uh, I think that's good. I think all we right, spilled the tea, as the kids say. All right. Well, all right, everyone. This is gonna wrap it for this week's episode. Um, if you guys and gals are enjoying the podcast, please show us some love. Show these guardians some support. You know, we took a a game that we're very passionate about and turned it into this fun podcast. And we love what we, we we're doing right now. And we love playing the game and we love uh, interacting with everyone. So uh, don't forget, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, give us your feedback, hit us up with some love, some support there. And um, yeah, until next time, keep fighting a good fight and we're going to catch you guys star side. <laughs>